Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knaus. Welcome, everyone, to episode number eight of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. And hope everybody in the U.S. had a great Thanksgiving weekend. And congratulations to those folks who are coming to the end of NaNoWriMo. As this episode comes out on Monday, that is NaNo's last day for 2015. So, woohoo! Congrats to those who completed. Uh, congrats to those who did not meet the challenge, but um, wrote some words anyway. That's right. That's always worth celebrating. Because you've got more now than you had in November when you started. Yes, that's you did. The, that's the important thing. Amen. <laughs> um, I'm happy to say that as we're recording on Sunday morning, uh, so I haven't written yet today, um, I'm sitting just under 66,000 words, uh, which is the most I've ever done, most I've ever done for a nano and the most I've ever done in a month um, since I started tracking my words in September of 2014. Hot diggity dog. Yeah. <laughs> so if it works out, you know, fingers crossed, um, I've been averaging over 2,000 words a day. There's a, there's a chance, a decent chance, I'll hit 70 uh, by the time we end on Monday evening. So I would love that. Because uh, it's also going straight into books that are I'm actively writing. And for those of you who are on the video feed, you can see that I am proudly wearing, although it's blocked by the microphone, there it is, my NaNoWriMo winner t-shirt that came in the mail this week. I love that it has a bunny on it. Since I do love bunnies. So, yeah. Very happy about that. How was your week? My week was fine. Um, I don't really... I don't know. <laughs> what, do, what do I... Uh, um, I we had a, 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 a quiet Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It was a good Thanksgiving, I thought. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I'm not... I don't know. I'm not keen... On the holiday itself, um, <sighs> I think just as I get older, I don't look forward to being, you know, so bloated and full that I can't move. I think, you know, in 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 my younger days, the appeal of a a turkey coma may have held more, you know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think I I, I get it. I'm and just like, ugh, God, Thanksgiving's coming. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I think we moderated a little better this year, slightly, um, slightly, not a lot, and have moderated better maybe over the weekend as a whole, a little better because we froze stuff right away in some cases to get it out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the weekend. I enjoy Thanksgiving because one of the things I love most about the about Thanksgiving is the parade. Mm-hmm. The parade's always been a special thing for me since I watched it in my childhood. It still tears me up watching it as an adult. Um, watching the Broadway stuff happen, watching the floats and the balloons and all that stuff. Although, as I, I have to say these days, I don't really know most of the performers on the floats. So I tend to speed over that part. But the parade as a whole, I think, is still a, a, a centerpiece of magic for my holiday weekend. Magic. Yeah. Holiday magic. That you put up patiently with while I watch it. Sometimes I do, yeah. I agree. Although the Broadway this year was really good. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, 
One thing I should mention coming up this next week in terms of writing is I am part of Dream Spinner's 2015 Advent holiday package called Sleigh Ride. Uh, my story, ho- Hotel Holiday Hookup, or Ho 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 as I like to call it for short, uh, will come out December 1st, uh, available for individual sale. Uh, you could also pick up the entire 31 package of stories uh, for a good price. I don't quite know what that price is after the pre-sale ended, uh, but we will have links to both my individual story as well as Sleigh Ride, uh, the package in the show notes. And those links won't work until December 1st, but they'll be there. Um, I guess we should move on to our interview, because we actually have an interview in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Uh, we're talking with our good friend Tammy Middleton, who writes under the pen name of T.M. Smith. Uh, she has out a new book right now called How to Deal. And I had to look at my show notes because I've got so much stuff on the screen. It's like, where's that Where's that book title? It's called How to Deal. It's book three in her Alcock series. Uh, she talks about that. She talks about her series Opposites and a whole bunch of good stuff coming up for 2015, sort of 2016, rather. Here's that interview. So we're excited to welcome Tammy Middleton, who writes under the name T.M. Smith to the podcast. Thanks for being here, Tammy. Thanks for having me. So you're getting ready to release a new book in the Alcock series, and Will and I are thrilled that you're here as part of your blog tour. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So the new book's called How to Deal, and it's the third book in the uh, Alcock series. Tell us about the new book and the series overall to get our listeners familiar. Uh, well, the series is... Uh, it's set within the world of online gay porn, uh, so that's kind of a given with the name Alcox. <laughs> the uh, third book, How to Deal, is actually John and Corey's book, and they, they're characters that have been running through the other books. Um, fan favorites, they, they, they really, their story just really wanted to be told, so and I had a lot of fun writing them. They're, they're a little bit different, so their relationship's a little bit volatile, so it was fun to kind of write that push and pull there and add something a little bit different to the series, because I don't want all the books to be the same, and I don't want it to be just about the the world of the online porn. I want to show the, the lives of the different guys inside and outside of that aspect of their lives, so it's a lot of fun to write, though. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, it's... That's an interesting world to explore with the with the characters that could be in there, and how people in that world would also fall in love, um, given what they do for work. Yes, yeah, that's that's an aspect of it too. That I'm following reviews and getting comments from other authors of other people. You know, some sometimes some people say, "Well, I don't understand how, like, when you get into a relationship with someone, if you're both not." porn stars, how how does the other one deal with it, which there's a little bit of the play on the title, you know, it's like how does, when John is not in it, but Corey is in it, how, to, how do they deal with this, you know, so that's interesting as well. Where did you get the inspiration for the series? I actually got it when we were in Chicago for GRL, not this year, but the year before, and I got to meet a couple of cover models who are also gay porn stars and had some very interesting conversations with them throughout the several days that we were there. So the first book in the series was born from those conversations, and in the beginning it was just going to be the one book. But as I started writing it, 
and these characters started coming to life, I started thinking, well, now I want to write this book, and now I want to write this book. So the series just kind of took off from there. And um, I don't know for sure how many books there are going to be yet. I don't want to get astronomical with it because that's just too much to keep up with. But I'm sure that there's going to be at least five more books because there's at least five more stories after this one that I can tell, you know? Nice. So that's going to get you potentially to a total of eight, I guess. Yeah, p- potentially eight in the series, yeah. Maybe nine. I think that I would cut myself off after ten. I don't, I don't, and, and that's that's a stretch, you know, not to say that there's anything wrong with series that go that high. I mean, you know, like Sandrine's in like book 25 in her Sess and Shifter series, and I love to read them, but oh my, I mean, just to, to keep up with that many storylines going forward, I don't know that I have that much energy. <laughs> it would be a big world to build to go that yes. far. Yes. You know, and she writes full-time. I don't quite have that uh, that pleasure yet. One of these days, hopefully, you know, so if I could write full-time, then I might explore expanding. And who knows what will happen between now and then. That's that's a, a good two or three years' worth of books. So we'll sure. see where life is then. So. Now, you've got another, another series with Opposites, um, which is very, very different um, than Alcox. Tell us a little bit about that one. That one is sci-fi dystopian. That was, That's my baby. That was my first series. And it's actually going through edits right now because I was a little bit brazen with that series whenever I first started writing. Not only was I just writing and learning ins and outs and different things to do and not to do, I also did not have an editor, which was almost a kiss of death for that series. So um, it definitely affected sales. But there is a nice little core base of fans, and I'm still getting emails here and there asking if I'm going to continue that series, and I am. I just right now I'm having it cleaned up, but that one's sort of post-apocalyptic dystopian. Um, it's set several hundred years in the future, and the world has changed a lot, and it's kind of like a, an opposite, definitely an opposite from what the world is now as to where there's issues with people that are gay and lesbian and their rights and things that they can and can't do as far as marriage. And we've come a long way since I started writing it. So I flipped everything when I started writing it. So to be gay, lesbian is the norm and to be straight makes you the opposite and kind of the outcast of society. So it's fun to play with that. And I'm very interested to see where my mind is going to go with that series now Four years later, after I started writing it and all of the changes that have taken place in society and how that's going to play into the books. So I don't I don't even know myself for sure where that's going yet. I know there's still a couple of books left to write in that series and I'm definitely gonna write them. But I'll be I'll be interested to see where I take that one. So That's always part of the fun when you get to when you're not quite sure and then you get it figured out. Yeah. I mean I know where I want it to go, but We'll just see where it goes because when you start writing characters, start talking and things. So, but it's definitely going. It's going to end a lot different than it started, just because things have changed a lot. But then I'm, I'm still want to stay true to how I started writing it. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm fixing to start working on the third book in that series to release sometime early next year, and then re-release the books that are being cleaned. The first two books that are being cleaned up and edited right now. Let's talk a little bit more about 2016. Uh, so you've mentioned doing an opposite, and there's probably an all-cock story in there, too. 
what's the rest of the year looking like for you? Um, I would like to have five books in each series written by the end of the year. Uh, so that, that might be delusions of grandeur, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I have several signings and cons already lined up throughout the year next year because it's always fun to get out there and meet readers and interact with people that like your books. And um, yeah, it, it, I might even get more story ideas. That's where I came up with the Alcox idea was at the first con I went to, which was GRL last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've also I've signed a contract with a French publisher for the Alcox books, at least up to the fifth book, you know, and I'm certain that any more than that that are written, it's just you can only tell so far in the future. Um, So I've got that, and the first book should be coming out early next year. Um, I'm cleaning up the uh, edits and going through and listening to the first book, Day for Pay, in the Alcox series, having it put on audio. So that's progressing nicely. I think the last time we talked, he hadn't finished yet. Now he's finished, but I've got to go through and listen to all of it. And So I still don't know that that will be out by Christmas, and hopefully, but that might not be out until early next year either. So, And I want to get, all, of course, continue to move forward with those and get them all out on audio. And then I'm talking to Greg Tremblay for the Opposite series, because I just love his voice. So, That's nice. Who's your narrator for Alcox? His name is Matt Costanza. Um, He's he's done a couple of books. Um, I can't remember the author right off the top of my head right now, but he's done a couple of um, MM light BDSM books. That's how I kind of found him, because I'm not sure how you did yours when you put yours on audio, but I went through the ACX, the Audible thing, and you go in there and you just listen to the little samples of different narrators, and narrators can submit to you as well. So, And I did that three or four months ago is when I first started it, so it's definitely been a little bit time-consuming. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to get somebody who's right for the book, you know? So. Yeah, the right voice is everything. Yeah, and I'm still not 100% certain that I got exactly the right voice. You know, I don't know that there is one, but um, yeah, he's he's about as close as I could get, and I liked the work that I listened to of his. So it, it's it's been a progress, but it's getting there. So hopefully Great. soon. <laughs> so tell us what what you like to read in the MM romance genre, like maybe some of your favorite books, or maybe your uh, favorite authors, or Subgenres oh you like to read? Yeah, we could be here all day talking about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think dystopian would probably be one of my favorites. I love when um, you can take the apocalyptic settings and kind of turn them around, or do the different things that can be done with those. So not just in MM, but across the board, just about anything like Game of Thrones and the Hunger Games and the Divergent stories, you know. Um, there's a book series by Brandon Sanderson, the Reckoners series. It's kind of, it, it just like takes the TV show Flash and put it to a dystopian setting. So that's kind of like what that is with the metahumans and the, the different ones that have different powers and things like that. So that's a very interesting series. So I always like those kind of books. Um, in our genre, there's so many. I love I love all of Sandrine's books and Andrew Gray and. Mary Calmay is really good, and your hockey stories are good, too. So, Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I 
Hey, uh, hockey is like the only sport that I know. <laughs> I think it's because my sons both played soccer, so I was like the soccer mom, and the the rules translate to hockey very well. It's yeah, like soccer on on ice skates, so I I could recognize what was going on. I don't like football or baseball or basketball or any of that. I'm definitely not a sports kind of girl. So um, even before I started reading or writing in the genre. I really loved hockey, so it's it's fun to take the only sport that I can recognize and then put hot men in there, so that's always <laughs> a treat. <laughs> you just don't hear many people in Texas, like, that hockey is their go-to. Yeah, but we do have the Dallas Stars, though. So. <laughs> that's true. So you knocked off so many of the top Texas sports when you knocked out football and baseball and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to go to games just because it's fun to be in that atmosphere, tailgating and sitting there in the energy. So when we can go to games, I'll go, but my preference would, would be hockey. If I'm ever in Dallas, maybe we can get to go to a game sometime. Oh, that would be fun. I think the Stars are doing pretty good right now. I haven't watched a game in a little while. I've been so busy with so many other things. But I think that they're doing okay right now, so I'd actually have to look it up. <laughs> they are doing pretty good. Um, yeah, they're 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 having a pretty good season so far. Only mm-hmm. a couple. Well, it's only it's about two months in now. Um, so well, the last couple of years hasn't been good. I think that we just players coming and going, and and they just had to maybe get a good base team in there and get everybody gelled in together. So hopefully they've got that now. Yeah, I think it might have happened finally. So that would be good. <laughs> tell everybody something that they may not know about you right off the bat. Uh, I can't even think of anything right off the bat. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very boring. Um, well, a lot of people don't know that the the job that I have, my day job, I'm a pharmacy technician, so I always tell people that I get to play with drugs all day, and that's fun to watch the look on their face when I say that. So. Well, see that one line right there. That that sounds like a story somewhere waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I get to play with drugs all day. Not yes. necessarily take them or something, but I play with them. Yes, just play with them. <laughs> so, what's something you'd like to write that you haven't yet? Um, I want to write an anthology. I had I had one set up this past year, but some family issues got in the way, so I had to back out of it. So I would definitely like to get into one of those again, um, just the opportunity to work with different authors and um, have an editor going o- over everything and maybe helping me improve in some places that I might be lacking. Um, so and and to, it would I think it would also open up my fan base because. You've got six different authors, so you've got these six different fan bases, and then when you do an anthology, they're all introduced to everyone, so you could definitely bring on some new readers and some new fans, so mm-hmm. that would be fun. And then uh, my best friend is over for, he's one of my muses, I, I use him a lot to help me with situations and scenarios and books, and we've just been sitting around talking because he's over here for the week for Thanksgiving, and... I've kind of got this story idea in my head where it's sort of, it's a threesome with three angels and kind of a take on maybe the reason why Lucifer fell was not because of what we believe, but maybe it was because there was like a love triangle and it was a broken heart thing. So 
kind of playing with that scenario a little bit. He swears if I write it, I'm going to hell, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued, you know. So, we, but, you know, like we were really into that TV show. It just got canceled, though. Very upsetting. Uh, Dominion, it was on uh, Sci-Fi, I think, and it was kind of based off of that movie Legion, you know, and that's a different take on the angels altogether. So all of that floating around in my head, plus story ideas and then writing books. So my head is just working nonstop on trying to twist an idea around that a little bit. And it's not anything I've ever read. So that would that would be fun to play with. I might try to play with that sometime next year and see where I get with it. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it would be interesting because a lot of people would be offended right off the bat just because of, what it well, was about. Yeah. So it would be a challenge to stay in the parameters of where, how far could I push it without pushing too many people away, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to play with it. So we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> Great. So before we wrap up, I wanted to let people know that you've got a giveaway that's running for, for as part of the How to Deal blog tour. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have the Rafflecopter uh, information and entry stuff on the page for episode 8 on BigGayFictionPodcast.com. Tell everybody what the winner's going to get. It's it's a nice giveaway. Um, I've got a $10 gift card that can, for anybody to enter, um, so that international fans get to participate as well. Um, I've expanded it a little bit. Initially, I was just going to do a few things, but I've got some fun stuff here now. So I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do a signed set of the books. So, like a grand prize, one winner will get, but it's U.S. only. So, uh, the all three books in the series, signed paperback copies, and then I'm going to do a fun swag bag that's going to have. I had some coffee cups made. They're neat looking. The way that I had them done, it's got the three book covers on them, but then they're split in the middle. So they're they're neat little, and then stuff that full of. I've got some fun chapstick and keychains and stuff. So. Do a grand prize with three signed books, a swag bag, and then the $10 Amazon gift card so that international fans can have something as well. Excellent. That's a good package. Um, And I believe people can enter through December 7th? Yes. Excellent. So for folks who listen to this. The 27th through the 7th. For the people who catch this on the day on the day that it drops on the 30th of this, of November, they'll actually have about a week uh, to get in there and sign up for that. So that's awesome. Yeah. And of course, uh, the website will also have all of the links to go find your books and pick them up on Amazon. Yes. And you can go to my website um, www.ttcbooksandmore.com, and all my info's on there as well. And there'll also be a link for this for the. Uh, the full schedule so all the different blogs can be visited because there's going to be some different things. I've got the podcast with you and then there's some guest posts and I actually did like a four-part Q&A that's going to be split over four different blogs. So Excellent. Yeah, we'll definitely hook up to all that information. Mm-hmm. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, that was a great interview. I want to say thank you to Tammy for uh, coming on the show and talking about um, what she has coming up next year. Yeah, it sounds like a good year coming for her. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to see her at uh, both Rainbow Book Fair and most likely GRL, since I'm pretty sure we're going to that. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, new segment for the show this week. Today, I thought we might 
inaugurate a, a, a new segment. An inaugurate? Yeah. Our, our, this is our inaugural... <laughs> Why do I insist on choosing words that I can't pronounce? Um, today will be our first question of the week. Um, and this is something we just wanted to um, pose to our listeners uh, about um, your reading habits, what your feelings might be on on current events in the literary world. Uh, and inspired by uh, Jillian's question last week, we uh, thought we'd want to ask uh, something a little holiday-themed, uh, seeing as how most of us here in the U.S. have made it through Black Friday and uh, have begun the holiday season in earnest. Yeah, and moving right into Cyber Monday as this episode comes out. Um, this week's question I wanted to ask, um, do you like to give and or receive books as holiday gifts. What, what, what's, what's your take on that? That's an interesting question. I've thought about this since you and I talked about the question, you know, earlier. Uh, like, I like to give... I like to give books if I feel like I know what that person really wants, really likes to read. Like, I think I could, I think I know how to give you a book, for example. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's your Amazon wish list that I can just go pillage if I need to know what book True. I want to give you. Yes. Um, you know what I like to read, so I think it'd be pretty easy for you to give me a book. It was easy to give my mom a book, because I knew who her favorite authors were, and if there was a new book out from them, it was a good gift. Mm -hmm. um, I think giving books gets a little harder if you're not really knowledgeable on what that person reads. Um, cause I think the books, so many people are locked into genres and locked into authors that you could easily move them, you know, to give them something that they would just go, Oh, great. And then put on the shelf and never read unless it was something you felt really passionate about. Where like, you really need to read this for these reasons. And then I think it's a book, a book just to give a book. I think it's a little harder. And if you know that person is book ish, the best thing you could probably do for them is like a. A gift certificate to their favorite local bookstore if they had one, or to Amazon or their favorite ebook location as a fallback. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Me personally, um, I would say no. I, <laughs> I, I don't like to give or generally receive books as gifts simply because I have pretty specific tastes so um i don't as as a gift giver i don't think i would necessarily know a, a person's tastes well enough to to give them something they would appreciate or maybe something they have i mean if i know that you know you you love nora roberts and you can't get enough nora roberts and i just go to the bookstore and pick a Nora Roberts off the shelf and slap a bow on it and give it to you. Mm. I mean, well, you probably have read that Nora Roberts book or have, you know, five other copies on your bookshelf that are, you know, signed and first edition or, I mean, I, um, I don't know. I think gift giving in general is uh, a difficult thing. <laughs> 
per- personally, I, I I kind of subscribe to Sheldon Cooper's <laughs> um, concepts of gift giving. Um, I it's what what does he say? It's not a it's it's, it's not a gift. It's an obligation. It's an obligation. Yeah. I think gift giving can you can uh, yeah it's a, it's it can become a quagmire. So n- no, as a general rule, I don't like giving them or receiving them. I think I might uh, give you a little leeway if uh, if you give me a book and it's something you're really uh, incredibly enthusiastic about and uh, I can tell that you want to enthusiastically share that experience with me, even if it's not a, a book or an author I would normally you know pick up in the bookstore or read. Yeah, I mean, if you're very passionate about this particular book i might you know you know uh you know give it a look see and see what it's all about and you would at least understand why you were getting it yeah but i mean if you just grab me you know a a book off the book you know bestseller list and you know just because you oh will likes to read i'll grab him this you know john grisham john grisham book (laughs) it's like oh gee thanks (laughs) No offense to John Grisham readers, but yeah, that wouldn't be my thing at all. That would that would go into the library donation pile. Sorry. Um, but so yeah, I eh, I'm not keen on the whole idea. Um, but gift certificates are always appreciated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I I think the other kind of book that's easier to give to is a coffee table book if you know it meets their obsession. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah, like yeah, I, I know you're that. into to gay pulp fiction. Yeah, I can and see so that. if there's a coffee table book out on that topic, that's an easy choice. Yeah, as opposed to just a book to just read, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that's a little more collectible. Yeah. So, if you'd like to answer our question, which again is, do you like to give and or receive books as holiday gifts? There's a lot of ways you could tell us this answer. Um, <laughs> you could tweet us at Big Gay Fiction. Uh, you could leave a comment on this episode's entry on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash biggayfictionpodcast. And while you're there, like the page too, of course, because that'd be awesome. Uh, you could also leave it in the comments for this episode on YouTube or on the website at biggayfictionpodcast.com. And of course, there's always email, Jeff and Will, all one word there, at biggayfictionpodcast.com. And when you're writing or leaving or, or sending us your your answer to this question, feel free to also give us another question to ask because we're starting to stockpile questions uh, to keep this going. And they it'd be great to get some from the listeners like we had that first one from Jillian last week to us. So there you go. Come play in Question of the Week. So a couple other quick things uh, just to talk about this week that happened. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with dance reality shows as... as People who know me know well. Um, so Dancing with the Stars finaled on Monday and Tuesday this week. Um, it was a better season than I thought it would be. I was kind of meh when they announced who was going to be on. The list was kind of crap when it first came out. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, on paper it didn't read well. <laughs> and then I totally fell in love um, with Bindi, Irwin in particular. Um, she was so sweet and genuine from the outset that it was hard not to just love her story and her journey on the show. Um, Nick yeah. Carter was awesome to watch grow from an, a Backstreet Boy into more of a professional dancer. Um, Alex Scarlatos um, 
was, I think, the first almost off-the-street real person they had in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his incredible transformation into a pretty good dancer by the end of it uh, was awesome to watch. Um, and Carlos and Alexa Pinavega were just adorable to, to see on the show. And it was just heartbreaking when she eliminated ahead of him. Um, the, the freestyles in particular were awesome this week. And in the show notes, I'm linking up to both uh, the one that Bindi did with Derek and the one that Alec did with Lindsay because they were pretty extraordinary. Uh, but in 21 seasons of Dancing with the Stars, I'm pretty picky about what freestyles look like these days because sometimes they're just over the top. These were kind of perfect, both of them, uh, for who those people were. Um, so those are in the show notes to look at. Um, the other thing we did this weekend was see The Hunger Games. So we finished off the Hunger Games movies. Um, I was a little meh on movie three. Well, movie four. Mockingjay 1 and 2 left me a little lackluster, kind of like the last book did. There was something about the last book that it wrapped the story well, but I didn't think it had the the punch of the first two as well. And the movie, even a little less. Like in the book, I... I cried when Finnick died. And yeah, that's a spoiler, but frankly, if you're a Hunger Games fan, you've either read the books or seen the movies, so sorry about that, but there it was. Uh, And when Prim died at the end, that was weep-filled in the book. And somehow the movie just kind of went, Finnick's dead, we're moving on. Prim's dead, we're moving on. And and that was kind of that. So I'm glad I finished it. I mean, the performances were still good. I think Jennifer Lawrence was great. Um... Uh, Joss Hutcherson and and Liam Hemsworth did their parts really well, but that third movie just didn't leave me like, wow. Like, the end of Harry Potter left me as wow as both a book and a film series. That was, like, good stuff. You haven't read the books. I read... uh, Did you read the first one? I read the first book in uh, two days, which is really super fast for me. Um, so I was, uh, very, very into it. I read the book in preparation, uh, to go see the movie. Uh, and I enjoyed both an awful lot. Uh, I have not read the other two books in this series, but, um, I have been, I have enjoyed the movies thus far. And like Jeff, I was pretty, um, meh about this last movie. Um, like I mentioned, uh, yesterday when we came home after seeing it, I really... I really feel like the series kind of crawled across the finish line uh, in this fourth time out. We really should have left the theater going, Yeah! Katniss is forever, man! Yeah! But you kind of left the theater going, you know, Yeah, that was nice. So, um... I'm not disappointed in any way because I think the story wrapped up in a uh, from a from a storytelling standpoint, it ends you know logically. You know, it's the ending it should have had, but um, at the same time, it you know uh, the it just didn't end with a bang, um, which is you know kind of disappointing considering. Uh, the the previous films and kind of what Katniss represents as sort of the reluctant warrior. You kind of wanted her to triumph in a much more 
splashy, impressive, you know, well, frankly, big Hollywood way. And that's just not what this movie does. So, yeah, a little bit let down. It was good. It was fine. But, you know, overall. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting lesson in how what makes a good movie ending versus a good book ending can be different. Because I was satisfied with the ending as a book. And as you said, it was a good storytelling ending. It's not what we're used to from Hollywood, from a big budget, what's basically built as an action film. Yeah. It's an action series, essentially. Yeah, because it's not Fault in Our Stars. No. (laughs) No, it certainly isn't. Or some other, you know, YA (laughs) film where the sad ending is expected. Poignant. Even, and poignant. Um, And so, yeah, that's our our Hunger Games kind of wrap-up for the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, So I think that does it for this episode. Uh, Remember to visit the show notes on the website to enter Tammy's giveaway for the How to Deal book tour and to get all the links to find her books that she talked about uh, during the interview. And, of course, remember you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and YouTube. We'd love reviews on those channels as well, because reviews are awesome. And you can leave comments on those places as well, along with the website at BigGayFictionPodcast.com. Huh. Where you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter that we will get out sometime in December. Yes, we will. And, of course, we love emails, too, and those can go to Jeff and Will at BigGayFictionPodcast.com. Have a great week, a great beginning to December, and we will see you next week. See you next week, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. For detailed show notes, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. 